Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hi, and welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. This is Dush Ramachandran with our first episode of the new year. And our guest today is Constance Dierichs, who is the author of the new book, High Stakes Leadership, Leading Through Crisis with Courage, Judgment, and Fortitude. And she is also uh, head of the CD Consulting Group. Welcome, Constance. Thank you so much. It's great to be with you. It's a pleasure. So I've uh, had a chance to read your book, and it's it's really quite terrific. I've been involved with a number of mergers and acquisitions myself, and I've I found mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the stories you tell uh, in the book to be really gripping. Um, but for our for the benefit of our listeners, um, mm-hmm. just give us a little bit of background as to uh, what caused you to write this book. And I, I know you've had uh, a fairly you know, diverse career. You were in the financial services industry, working with Merrill Lynch, and then um, you, you did a number of other things, and then you've written this book. So tell us, talk to us mm-hmm. a little bit about your journey. So in the 80s, in the 1980s, I was a uh, retail stockbroker at Merrill Lynch in a small town, and I uh, lived through the crash of 87, which was no darn fun. And one of the things I began to notice about my clients and my colleagues was just how irrational people could be in their decision-making. And I felt like this was particularly acute when money was involved. 
their money, I mean, not someone else's money. And I got to wondering about that. And so I started reading about decision science and business. And I thought, well, there's got to be more to it than this. uh, Because if people are purely rational, they'll just follow these rules, like the economists talk about people behaving in their self-interest. And I discovered that um, emotion affects decisions quite a bit. So I actually quit my job at Merrill Lynch and went back to school. And I got a PhD in psychology. I studied clinical psychology and organizational psychology. And as soon as I got out of school, I started consulting. So I've never, I've never been a practicing therapist. So I tell people, don't be afraid of me. I'm really only interested in people's behavior at work. So I've been doing that for a while and I've had the great luxury and pleasure of consulting to some terrific leaders. And so I wanted to synthesize what I'd learned into this book and offer it to people. Wonderful. Yeah. And it, and it, you've really achieved that. It's, it's really uh, very readable. It's a, it's a, it's an easy read. Uh, and it's not, you know, it's not a ponderous uh, psychological textbook. Um, oh, good. So it's, it's, <laughs> no, and so it's very approachable, very accessible, and I, I would, I would strongly recommend it. So, um, so in 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 the book, you talk about a number of number of factors that sort of cause people to make irrational decisions, um, mm-hmm. and you you kind of divide the book into. Uh, you know, three, three parts, if you will, uh, courage, judgment, and fortitude. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about courage uh, to start with. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think is, um, how, how is courage most simply manifested by good leaders in business? It's most clearly manifested by leaders when they speak with a decisiveness and a conviction and clarity. Um, And conversely, when leaders don't have the courage of their convictions, they often resort to uh, um, pablum and, you know, sort of vanilla um, statements and speeches that leave people unsure about where they stand and where the company stands. So uh, an example that I talk about in my book is when um, the Home Depot had their data systems hacked. And Frank Blake came out and said, we've been hacked. We're sorry. Customers are not going to have any losses because of this. We'll fix it. It was very clean and simple and powerful and courageous. And the interesting thing about courage, um, if you think about the, the movement in the United States right now about people standing up against workplace harassment, etc., courage is contagious. And, and we're seeing it right now with this, sure. uh, with this movement that we saw really <laughs> in full color. Well, in black, actually. In black, yeah, yes. On the Golden Globes. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a really good point. You know, I've... Um, I've seen a number of executives who, when faced with one of those difficult situations, um, instead of speaking clearly and, you know, giving voice to their belief, whatever that might mm-hmm. be, uh, they resort to quotes from other people, um, you know, Warren Buffett quotes or uh, Steve Jobs quotes are usually favorites because um, mm-hmm. you, you can usually sound 
pretty smart when you quote one of those people. But as you say, unfortunately, that's not what you think, and that's not what people want to hear. They don't want to know that you've read, you know, Walter Isaacson's book about Steve Jobs. They want to know what mm-hmm. you think. Uh, so that's a really good point. Um, now, in terms, what what um, role do you think courage plays in creating a company culture? Well, it's extremely important because it's, if you don't have courage then if the leader doesn't have courage and other people don't catch it from the leader, um, it's not part of the culture, then people will be reticent to innovate, for example. And what's the thing that companies are crying for these days? It's innovation. I know we need to innovate. And so we hire a chief innovation officer and we hire, uh, you know, people from outside the company to come in and help us change. But if the leader is smacking people, for their ideas or for their attempts that fail, then nothing else makes any difference because once people are smacked for an idea or a failure, believe me, the message is transmitted loud and clear. It takes about 30 seconds. And then people are too afraid. And that's, that's a terrible thing in a company. No, that's exactly right. Now, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about judgment. Now, mm-hmm. in... When you, when you talk about judgment, you don't mean the negative kind of judgment. You talk about making decisions on, you know, inspired by courage rather than mm-hmm. making a decision inspired by fear. Um, so, so speak a little bit to where judgment plays a part in, you know, in leadership. Well, I think judgment is, um, sometimes it is, has a, a bit of a negative connotation because sometimes ju- judgments are made that are highly evaluative and they may be critical. For example, if um, a senior person, uh, so this happens to me frequently where a CEO is talking to me about a senior executive who's just not pulling his or her weight. They seem to be retired while on active duty. You know, there's something wrong. Um, And they have to make a judgment about whether or not this person is going to, you know, snap to or not. And that can seem very harsh, but it's very necessary. But the other side of judgment is making um, an evaluation. So, for example, um, timing is, is an important thing to have good judgment about. And in my book, there's a there's an executive at Cox Automotive named Patrick Brennan, And I talk about him, and the reason I wanted to put Patrick in the book and describe him is because he's got a tremendously uh, good sense of timing. Now, that means that sometimes in his judgment, he has to act quickly, and sometimes he has to wait and see. And he's just got a particularly um, strong ability to know when to do which, and leaders that have that, I think um, it's a great gift, and it, it helps them add tremendous value. Sure. And you also mentioned in your book um, at a point where you, you're talking about, um, you know, what causes people to stop making decisions, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fear. you talk about, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you talk about a CEO of a Fortune 50 company who told you, that his most damaging mistakes have happened because he had a savior complex. He thought yes. he could save people, businesses, yeah. products, relationships, anything. And mm-hmm. he didn't realize that until the evidence forced him to face that 
that savior complex. Is that a common thing amongst, uh, uh, amongst leaders, amongst corporate CEOs? Yes, yes. Um, because, you know, contrary to popular opinion, you know, people that are running companies are not, you know, um, fang, they don't have fangs and they're drooling and they can't wait to hurt people. That's not the case. Um, for most human beings, CEOs included, it's painful to fire somebody. Um, and so they avoid it. And oftentimes when an executive is new in the executive ranks, they make the mistake of thinking that, oh, the, the boss before just didn't know how to help this person. Sure. Or they were in the wrong role. <coughs> Excuse me. And they believe that if, you know, that they can make it be different. And it's it's a very, very hard lesson. I just spoke to someone excuse me, um, two weeks ago, uh, he's a senior, he's running sales for a, um, a company that operates in the U.S., Mexico, and Canada, and he has a person working for him who all previous bosses have said, oh, God, I wish I'd gotten rid of him. My bad, I should have done it. So now this guy is saying to me, can you help me with this person? And I said, yes. And he said, good, can you coach them? I said, no, you're going to fire them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, always what? the that's always and the I difficult said, you, thing. Yeah. Yes, and I said let's talk about why it's bad for the company for this kicking the can down the road routine to continue. And I know it's hard. I will help you do that's it in a way that is respectful and dignified. But you're gonna, you know, you're it's gonna take you a year if you wait. And there you go. Um, and I also told him, I said, you know, if you get on the phone and start calling around looking for a coach, you'll find a half a dozen people that will say, I'll do that. Yeah, It's exactly. the wrong intervention. Wrong intervention. Don't do it. Absolutely. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Constance Dierks. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. Welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Constance Dirix, who is the author of the new book, High Stakes Leadership, Leading Through Crisis with Courage, Judgment, and Fortitude. And she's also the head of the CD Consulting Group, where she works with uh, Fortune 500 companies, uh, businesses of all sizes, um, in helping them work through you know, various crises of a variety of different uh, types. So, uh, Constance, before the break, we were talking about, you know, the elements of uh, courage and how, how, you, how that plays a part in leadership and judgment. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's move on to, to fortitude, um, mm-hmm. which is one of the, the, the third factor or the third part of what mm-hmm. constitutes great leadership. So, um, and, and the first aspect of fortitude you talk about is leverage. Uh, help us understand how leverage works in, in respect of fortitude. Well, you know, a lot of times people think of fortitude as brute force. You know, you just run through the wall. Um, but actually, that's the hard way to have fortitude. Um, an easier way is to be very have strong conviction about your objectives, especially as an entrepreneur. You've got to have a strong conviction that what you're doing will add value in a given marketplace. And the leverage comes in when you find allies or you find circumstances that will help you. I think one of the things I see entrepreneurs do that really just takes the wind out of their sails is they put up with unsupportive relationships that they need to get rid of. You know, if, if I hear one more person say, well, I want to go out on my own or I want to do this, but my husband says, you know, not to do it or my wife or my kids. And you really need um, to create the conditions for your own success. You're responsible for it and you have to make, uh, choices and so it's it's easier if you have leverage. It's the difference between Sisyphus, that old myth about the guy sure. pushing the rock up and getting up rolled over yep. every day, or Archimedes who said, "Give me a place to stand and a lever, and I can move the world." Well, I wouldn't be so bold as to say I can move the world, but but I've certainly changed my own life and my own work in pretty dramatic ways um, that are very satisfying. And um, it, I've used a lot of leverage, and a lot of it has to do with creating the conditions for my own success. Great. And so now, um, in terms of, uh, you know, many of our listeners are business owners themselves, um, yes. not, not necessarily Fortune 500 companies, but medium-sized mm-hmm. companies, smaller companies, sure. and so on. Sure. And, you know, for them, decision-making and leadership is perhaps even more critical than it is to a Fortune 500 company in that, you know, in a large company, you do have a cadre of management that can sometimes save a bad CEO from himself. Um, you know, they're, if there are uh, extraordinarily capable divisional leaders, um, they tend to buffer their employees or their, their teams from 
you know, a, a less than desirable CEO. But in a smaller business, yes. you know, that luxury doesn't exist. And if the right. business owner is not an inspired leader, that can pretty much sink the company. So, uh, so from that perspective, what what advice would you give? So give us about so if you could if you could think of three things that a small business leader or small business owner can implement in his business, um, that would be uh, that would be something they could take action on. What would the three things they could do to become a better leader? Well, one is to have a very crystal clear articulation of their value. So most people in business, um, when you ask them what they do, they tell you the activities that they engage in. And what is more inspiring than, you know, well, first we do this and then we do that and then we have this project management tool and more inspiring than the technical side, which is necessary, by the way, I'm I'm not dissing it, is to know what difference does it make and to whom. No, so there's a there's a book that came out a few years ago. A friend of mine wrote called Selling with Noble Purpose, and the subtitle is something like Do you do you sell Do you make a difference, or do do you just sell stuff? So I think having that purpose is enormously beneficial. And the purpose can't be I'm the business owner. You're here to make me money. The second thing is you need the right people. And what what what's the right person? The right person is someone who can hook their wagon to your brand and your value and be genuinely, genuinely self-motivated to pursue it. And, you know, I believe that motivation is only comes from within. You can't motivate people. You can kill motivation (laughs) and you can fan the flames of motivation. But if you, if you are interviewing an unmotivated human being, then don't hire them. Um, So, and then the third thing is to really be clear about how you, how you do things. What are your processes? If you watch the TV show, um, uh, The Prophet with Marcus Lemonis, who I talk about in in the book, he's got a very simple but very powerful uh, idea about how he looks at businesses and and it really works. So my answer to your question, I have to admit, is quite influenced by him and, and it's certainly confirmed by my own experience. So know what your value is, hire the right people and have good processes. You know, if you don't know how you make money and you don't know how much money you're making, you don't have control of your business and that's not a good thing. Sure. Yeah. And so um, in these, in these different areas, now uh, you talk about, you know, hiring motivated people and mm-hmm. people who, uh, how do you how do you gauge that in an interview? Obviously, people are programmed to give you the kind of answers they believe you <laughs> want to get. So, how do you how do you dig beneath the surface to get uh, get to the to the meat of whether the person is in fact motivated or they're just telling you what you what they think you want to hear? Well, there's a couple ways to do it. So, this is some of my secret sauce when I'm interviewing someone on behalf of a client. It's always a yes. senior executive. This, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Okay. So here's, because people are going to, you know, they're used to that behavioral interviewing. Tell me about a time when you, I mean, really, come on, who's not ready for that? Right. Um, you know, if you're 19, maybe you're not ready for that, but everyone else is. So you've got to ask people 
to talk about something in their life that has taken a dramatic turn. Um, so if someone said to me, tell me about something in your life that's taken a dramatic turn, I'd say, well, I quit my job at Merrill Lynch where I was earning more money than I ever had in my life. And I went back to school to get a degree in psychology because blah, blah, blah. Now, the answer is that you have to analyze the answer. And what you're looking for is you're looking for a person who has made a dramatic change. It doesn't have to be as dramatic as the one I just gave you. That they caused. That I was interviewing a guy once and I asked him that question. And he gave me an example of how he had adapted to a catastrophe in his family. And then he gave me another one, and it was the same thing. And I said, okay, great. But tell me, his name was, is Tim. Tim, tell me what you have done to improve your own life and your own knowledge because you decided to do it. And he said, oh, I, uh, uh, uh. Mm, Interesting. <laughs> yes. So the other question um, to ask people is to say, what have you, what changes have you made? It's a different way of asking sure. the same question. But if you're interviewing people, they're not going to say, well, you already asked me that, um, unless they're rude. Um, what changes have you made? And then they say, well, I lost 40 pounds five years ago. Tell me what you did. It's the next part that you have to oh, listen yeah. very carefully to because you want to know how how did they set up the conditions for their own success? Because if you do it in one domain, you can do it in another. And so, and then the third question you can ask people is, what, tell me about the last book you read. And, you know, it better be something pretty decent. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> like mine, oh, oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. But uh, it's a good book. It is a good book. I wouldn't knock it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, because what you're look, what you're really looking for is you're looking for self motivation. You're looking for people who light their own fire, that they're not sitting around waiting for for you to do that. Now you have to give them an objective that will cause the fire to light, and you have to stay out of their way. But um, you, that's really what you're looking for, and that's that. Using those kinds of questions and in an interview is important. How you listen is more important than what you ask. Fantastic. That is good practical advice, and I appreciate it. Oh, good. We're take, I'm so glad. Yeah, this is really, really useful. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Constance Dierks. Stay tuned. Don't go away. Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. 
There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. And my guest today is Constance Dierks, who is the author of the new book, High Stakes Leadership, Leading Through Crisis with Courage, Judgment, and Fortitude. And she's also the head of CD Consulting Group, where she works with Fortune 500 companies. So, Constance, that was, that was really super helpful. I'm sure uh, our listeners are really excited. Um, and the book's a really good one, so I would, I would strongly encourage our listeners to go get a copy of the book. And the book, I understand, is available wherever books are sold, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, etc. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. And uh, for business owners that might want to work with you uh, mm-hmm. and have you help them through various aspects of their business uh, in mm-hmm. the way that you've helped, uh, you know, companies like AT&T, Boys and Girls Clubs of America, Darden Restaurants, IBM, Johnson Controls, etc. How might they get in touch with you? Well, my uh, website is easy to find. Um, it's CD Consulting. If you Google CD Consulting Group, uh, you'll, you'll find actually three different uh, ones and mine usually comes up first. Or they can um, Google my name because I'm the only person with that name, uh, Constance, D-I-E-R-I-C-K-X. And I'm happy to speak to, to um, people on the phone. And I have to say I love, love working with medium and small businesses. I grew up in a family-owned business with a very uh, run by my very entrepreneurial grandfather. And I think it's really the heart of America that so many businesses are small businesses and so many are being started. And it's a wonderful way for me to contribute. Um, And and I think it's just um, a powerful part of our, the ethos of our country and and our economy. So I find it very exciting. And, And something you said earlier is absolutely right. Small businesses need courage, judgment, and fortitude almost more than large ones because so often they have very little cushion or safety net. Um, you know, they tend to have less working capital, for example. Exactly, exactly. And so they, they really need, and they tend to be, yeah, they tend to employ people that they have known a long time and, and feel responsible for. So making it a success for ourselves and others it's just super important, and it's very important to me. Absolutely, and that's that's really really great. Um, so, looking out into the future, uh, mm-hmm. you said you have another book coming. Um, I do. So, t- tell us a little. Give us a little preview of your next book, and well, of course, we'll have you back to talk about the new book when when it's ready and when it's published. Oh, I would love to do that. So the uh, the working title I should I should say the working title because you know publishers have the right to 
change the title um, as they see fit, but it's called the merger mindset. And it's all about mergers, acquisitions, and divestitures, by the way. That's also a topic in the book. But very different than books on M&A that are currently available where they talk about, I mean, my joke is lawyers write books about contracts and negotiations, and finance people write books about valuation, and et cetera, et cetera. IT people write books about welding the pipes together in your IT systems. But no one has written a book about the psychological dynamics that go on in deals. And that's what this book is about. So it's very unique in that point of view. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I'm writing it with um, a colleague, Linda Henman, Dr. Linda Henman. Uh, She and I have combined 65 years of consulting experience. And we have worked on deals and we have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, I'm telling you. (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. We'll look forward to that. And uh, yeah, as I said, when uh, when the book is out, when it's published, we'd love to have you back and have us uh, tell us about it. And I'm sure our listeners would love to get a hold of that as well. Wonderful. So, uh, Constance, thank you so much for taking the time to to spend with us. Uh, We just have one minute to go. Uh, So in that one minute, Mm -hmm. super quick, what are you most excited about for the future? I am most excited about the proliferation of information. I I will say I'm excited and I bite my nails a little bit. But when I think about the information that I can access on my laptop computer, and I compare that to when I wrote my doctoral dissertation, and I had to go to a physical library and get physical periodicals and make physical copies. Um, The, you know, the information that, that we can access quickly I think our knowledge can proceed in leaps and bounds. And the, the dark side of that is not everything is accurate. But I think, you know, if you have good judgment, <laughs> um, it's just a wonderful wide open world and the connectivity is spectacular. Wonderful. Constance, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And I hope Dad. to see you again soon. And uh, yes. uh, to Thanks our. So much. Thank you. And to our listeners, High Stakes Leadership is the book, and it's available on Amazon.com and wherever books are sold. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.